I spent the last 17 years on the police force in various towns in Arizona and Nevada. I've got family in that area, so I never ventured too far away from home, even for a better paying job. I've seen a lot of things over the years, but there was one incident that stuck with me, one that I can't explain. I was working in a smaller town near Kofa Wildlife Refuge. It was about a two hours drive from Phoenix. Most of the towns around that area tend to be smaller and for the most part quieter. I had just spent the last eight years working in the suburbs of Phoenix and I was ready for something a little less crazy. But sometimes the desert can be a strange place when you stray from the more populated areas. I received three calls on one day regarding some type of property damage with unknown causes. It was the absolute dead of summer. You could fry an egg on the sidewalk at noon. Growing up in the desert, you'd think I'd be used to the heat. But there are days when it's just brutal and there's no way around it. All of my calls claimed the damage was done overnight. One was from the owner of a goat farm. The other was from an elderly woman living in an old 1970s style trailer. And the final call was from the township. Now property damage isn't usually an urgent matter. Oftentimes, there's nothing we can really do besides file a report, but I didn't have anything else on my agenda that day. So I set to work checking out the complaints. All of the locations were within a 15 mile radius, but the town hall was just around the corner. So I headed there first. There was already a crew of workers there when I arrived at 7.30 a.m. The water tower had somehow been punctured. It was the strangest thing I'd ever seen. It looked like there were claw marks down the side of the tank. I climbed the ladder to get a closer look, thinking I could find some explanations if I saw the damage up close. It looked like something straight out of Jurassic Park. Let me tell you, water towers these days are either made of steel or concrete or both. I could fire my gun at one and the bullet would bounce right back at me. There was no way they could be claw marks despite what they looked like. Upon closer investigation, I found what looked like to be traces of blood along the scrapes. I took samples to send out to the lab, but I knew it would be a while before we got any results. I didn't have any reasonable explanation for the damage to the tower. I assumed it was made by some heavy machinery to be able to break through the tank but I didn't know what could have done it, or why, or why no one nearby saw or heard anything during the night. At a complete loss, I headed to my next destination, the goat farm. When I got there, the farmer said that at least eight of his goats were missing. They showed me damage to the fence where it appeared something or someone had broken through. He thought it was most likely an animal because a person stealing goats would have just gone through the gate. The fence was only damaged in one area. I didn't notice the correlation, but hindsight is 2020. The broken fence was next to the water though. The water trough itself had been tipped over and moved farther into the paddock. Again, there wasn't anything I could do about the situation besides file a report. I saved the woman in the trailer for last. I had dealings with her before and she was always a little bit off. But what else do you expect from a woman living alone in the desert with nothing besides her dilapidated trailer and a tank of exotic fish? I hope to make the visit as quick as possible and get back to the station. She was ranting and raving at me before I even exited my vehicle. She was barely coherent, 
but I did catch a few phrases like flying lizard and dragon. I was rethinking my line of work. Sometimes I don't get paid enough for this. I finally got her to calm down and try to explain what was going on. Her story was that some creature, she described it as a lizard with wings, attacked her trailer at night. She said it was nearly the size of the trailer and had claws bigger than her head. Naturally, I didn't believe a single word of it. I assumed she had been on drugs, although she didn't display any typical signs. But then she said something that made my blood run cold. She said the creature tore the water tank off her trailer. I thought back to the water tower and the goat farmer. It was then that I remembered the water tank had been tipped over and thrown around. For whatever reason, this thing was after water. She said the creature tried to break in through her window when it saw her fish. She was convinced it was going to eat them. So she cracked open the door and fired three shots at the beast from her 870. She claims to have hit it, but that it still flew away. I didn't know what to make of her story. I still had a hard time believing it, but I couldn't deny the connection between the three incidents. Something was out there looking for water, and judging by the state of the water tower, that something was certainly capable of extreme strength. But like the last two complaints, there wasn't really anything else I could do except file a report. I did search for blood in the area surrounding the old lady's trailer, but I found nothing. It was nearly a month before the results of the blood from the tower came back from the lab. There wasn't much to go on, but they said the blood was from a reptile, most likely a monitor lizard, but it wasn't an exact match. I don't really know how to explain what's happened, but I'll do my best. Basically, a few months ago, I made contact with something not of this earth. I lead a normal life on the North Fork of Long Island. I'm 28 and live with my girlfriend and our two golden retrievers. I was fortunate in my career at an early age and was able to purchase a home on the North Shore in a very secluded area, far from any neighbors. I mostly work from home and very rarely go into the office in the city. My girlfriend works the night shift, so I picked up the habit of staying up late and working through the night so we would have more time to spend together during the day. About four months ago, odd things began happening around my house. Three or four times a week, all the electronics in my house would begin acting haywire. Lights would flicker on and off or grow more illuminated than they should have been. My TV would turn itself on and adjust itself to a channel showing only static. I had an alarm clock radio that would filter through station after station until it too would eventually settle on pure static. Obviously, the first few times this happened, I was completely terrified. Home alone and all my electronics functioning independently was a harrowing experience. All I could think about was that a ghost or entity was inhabiting my home. Unplugging the TV and radio worked, but still the lights would flicker and once in a while my car would remote start in the garage. But nothing ever dangerous came from it. There was never anything like the movies or scary stories about furniture being flung around and I was never dragged feet first by any unseen entity. It kind of just kept happening and somehow I grew accustomed to it. 
I mean, what else could I do? It never happened when my girlfriend was home. And I took videos on my phone a few times, but she just thought I was messing with her. After a few weeks of this, something else happened. It was a typical Wednesday night. My girlfriend would be at work for another six hours. As usual, right around 1 a.m., all of my electronics began to go haywire. Though it seemed to be a little more drastic this time, web browsers were opening on my laptop at an incredible speed. First Google, then several news sites and social medias. This being a new phenomenon, I slammed it shut and manually powered it down with the side button. The lights in each room began to shine incredibly bright and I heard a bulb shatter in the bathroom. Add to this, two TVs in my house were blasting that horrible static noise at full volume. This was too much for me and I began panicking. I fled down the steps into my living room and threw the back door out on my rear deck. As I flung the door open and ran outside, I felt like I was swallowed up by an incredible blue light. For a moment, I felt weightless, like I was leaving my body behind and floating into the air. Then I didn't feel anything at all. When I regained consciousness, I could barely open my eyes due to another intense light shining down on me. It was the sun riding high in the sky. It must have been later afternoon. I could feel I was laying in the grass and my clothes were drenched in sweat. I tried rising to my feet, but I felt an intense wave of nausea and pain sweep over me. I laid a little while longer and eventually was able to stand up and get my bearings. I was in a familiar clearing, about a quarter mile away from my house. I stumbled my way home, fighting back an expanding headache and trying not to vomit. My girlfriend must have seen me coming up the driveway, and she rushed out to help me walk. I could hear both anger and concern in her voice and allowed her to help me up the stairs into the house. Basically, I had been missing for about 12 hours. My girlfriend had tried calling several times throughout the night, and I didn't answer. When she came home, I was nowhere to be found, my cell phone, keys, and wallet all sitting at the kitchen table where I had left them. She said she made a police report, and the officers had promised to send out an APB on me, but a half day isn't a very long time to be missing for. I heard her explain all of this, but all I wanted to do was sleep. I managed to gulp down some toast and water and climbed into bed, exhausted and still feeling ill. That sleep and every single one I've had after that was anything but restful. I have the same vision each time I fall asleep. I say vision because it isn't a dream. It's too real to be a dream. I can clearly see and hear everything each time and it never changes. I am in a clean and sterile room with transparent walls and floors. I can't see my body or those of the people around me, but I know others are there. In front of me stands a slim pale figure wearing some form of gray uniform covering it from head to toe and it delivers a message, the same message every time. Only, I can never recall the message upon waking, at least not all of it. I wake up with a sense of overwhelming dread each time, but for the life of me, I can't piece together what this entity is saying. I keep a journal next to my bed and write down the first thing I remember each time. So far, all I manage to piece together is 2028. Gods, Earth, 
rebirth, union, awakening. I know this all sounds so bizarre. Even my girlfriend doesn't believe me. She keeps begging me to go see a therapist, and I'm going to go, only if to make her happy. Please, if anyone out there knows what this means or has experienced something similar, then please tell me. I want to know that I'm not alone. I had just bought my first house, and I was excited to start living a true adult life. I got a great deal on the property. It was situated on 20 acres of woodland, and the house itself had three bedrooms and two bathrooms. It was my perfect dream home. Almost as soon as I moved out, I decided to get a dog. His name was Asher, and he was a Basset Hound rescue pup. I had been able to spend a few months in the house before things started to get weird, and it all started with Asher. I'm an avid hiker, and I love spending time in nature, which is one of the main reasons I love this house. When I was younger, I would hunt with my dad, so I know a thing or two about animal tracks. I've been walking through the woods with Asher one day, and I noticed some weird tracks in the mud. They almost looked like handprints which was just a weird thing to see on the ground. I didn't think much of it at the time, so I kept walking. I saw them again a few days later, much fresher looking. I knew whatever had made those tracks was still close by. What concerned me about it was that it looked like they were circling my house. Because there was so much land, I didn't have Asher on a leash. If I let him out, I could just keep an eye on him, and he'd do his business and come right back. That's how we always did it. One night, I was sitting on the couch watching TV, and Asher started scratching at the door. He looked very distressed. I assumed he might have had some GI issues and needed to leave ASAP, so I ran up and let him out. It was silent outside. No wind, no birds, nothing. Asher ran straight into the woods, which wasn't normal when I let him out. I called for him, and he didn't come back. I threw on my shoes and ran after him. I tried to listen for any signs of where he was, but I couldn't detect any noise. I'd been running for about five minutes, and I heard him whimpering. I booked it to where the noise was, and I saw Asher limping towards me. I knelt down to see if he was alright, and it looked like he had some scratches on his back legs, but he was having trouble walking. I heard a clicking noise and froze in place. I couldn't figure out where it was coming from exactly, but I didn't want to be there alone It was something. I picked up Asher and started walking back to the house. All I really cared about at that moment was making sure my dog was safe and cared for, but I heard rustling behind me. It sounded like I was being followed. I quickened my pace and made it back to my house. I shut the door behind me and locked it. I looked back through the window and all I saw was my reflection because of the light. I turned it off and looked again. In the tree line, I saw this large white thing, sort of glowing in the moonlight. It was walking along the tracks that I had seen before, the ones I thought were circling my house. I kept peering through to try to get a better look at it. I was staring at the one, and I'd seen another one pop into my field of view. This one wasn't obscured by the tree line at all. It was out in the open walking around my yard and it looked like it was following my tracks to the house. I ducked down and made sure my door was completely locked as I crawled across the floor. 
I was just hoping it couldn't see me in the dark. I crouched to the ground and I started to hear creaking on my porch. It was slow and eerie. Honestly, it felt like it was in a horror movie. Some stuff rattled on the porch like it might have been bumped into or stepped on. When I stopped hearing noises, I slowly moved and peeked through the window. I saw it walking back to the tree line. This thing walked on all fours and was completely white. It looked almost translucent in the moonlight. I could see that it had hands which explained the weird tracks I saw. The creepiest part of all was that it looked human. It had all of the human limbs that I could see, but it walked on all fours. I couldn't figure out what was happening. I waited until morning to go back outside. I took Asher to the vet and had them look at the scratches. After talking to them and seeing them in more detail, I think one of those things tried to grab Asher, but he was able to get away. That was the first time I encountered him. I tried not to go outside alone at night anymore. I hadn't seen them during the day at this point, so I kind of assumed they were nocturnal, but I was wrong. I was walking in my yard around 4 p.m. to take the trash cans to the curb. I was off the road a little ways, so it was a bit of a walk. On the way back, while the sun was still up, I heard the clicking noise again. I heard rustling in the bushes and I ran right back in the house. Asher was barking at the door for a good five minutes while I crouched down below it. I heard the footsteps on the porch again and knew it had followed me home. I feel like I'm trapped in my own house and I don't know what to do.